0: You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello. Hey. We're back here again. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Mm -hmm. Because we're doing something a little special and different. Yeah. This episode. It's different. It is different.
1: Hopefully it's special.
0: Hopefully. It's special.
1: Tell me. Tell me what's going on.
0: We're re-airing an old episode. Yeah. In fact, your first
1: episode. Yeah, I know. Oh, man.
0: That was released a year and a half ago.
1: Has it been that long? It has
0: been that long, believe it or not. Oh boy.
1: Yeah. As you know, I'm a self-critic. This is probably the worst way to pitch something. Like, before they listen to it, and here's my own criticism of myself. But in this podcast that you're about to listen to in this episode, I completely just mumble my way through the word cinematography. So I just want you to know. He's
0: been hanging on to that for for a
1: year year and a a half. half. So when Josiah's like, what do you look for? And I say something like, well, of course, blah, 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 blah. Of course, cinematography is like a great thing. I'm paraphrasing. But instead I say, oh, of course, cinematography. I just, man, I just run through that word like a stop sign. A stop sign. In Nutterfort that I forgot was there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I do. So, listeners, cinematography, all about
0: it. Which, of course, this episode is... On movies. Oh yeah, it was okay. Fitting for church at the movies. Yeah, if
1: you aren't like cued in, yes, about- <laughs> yeah.
0: yes. We thought this would be a good discussion to bring back to our ears as yeah. we continue the series and as we continue to dig into the movies for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoy this blast from the past. Oh yeah. Welcome back to the Horizons Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Josiah, and I'm your host today, and for this episode, I'm joined by the one and only... Oh, man. Ethan Bolton. Hello.
1: You're building this up,
0: my (laughs) friend. To our audience, you'll have to forgive me, Mm. because Ethan and I have been friends basically in we we've been friends since we were in utero. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> that
1: but I'm also kind of glad we just got out that it's, it's in the open now for our audience. Yeah. That's how far uh, we go back and that's yes. pretty it's pretty accurate. Yeah, He's um, not lying.
0: But uh of course we're we're more than friends. We are also coworkers now. Yes, yes. Uh, Ethan is how would your role? You're creative coordinator, right? Yeah, your creative director, it's a weird, your, ambiguous
1: title, but it means I really like to get involved in every uh, artistic space that I can possibly oh, yes. get, get
0: involved in. <laughs> so basically, all of the pretty visuals and oh, all that stuff that's that's even.
1: If it doesn't turn out, someone else did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's not true. I did it. This is
0: going to be a fun podcast. Um, so I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about. Uh, I think an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. A blockbuster season.
1: Well, that involves movies, and is there's nothing I would bus- prefer to talk about.
0: <laughs> you, um, you know, you're you're a creative guy, um, and uh, movies are an expression of uh, creativity. And blockbuster season is when we get a lot of we get a lot of movies, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. a lot of a wide variety of movies. Um, a lot of us are going to go see those, holler mm-hmm. at the new Avengers movie. Oh, absolutely. What? Coming out so soon. Um, so, I guess the first thing I'd like to pick your brain on is, um, it's a little bigger than just movies, but this, the whole idea of creativity. Um, why is that important for Christians and, and the church? Because that's something I think that yeah sometimes can get kind of... It forgotten. can be pushed to the way, yeah, yeah like it gets pushed yeah, yeah. to the wayside in the name of, you know, like, well, we said the truth, but we didn't, hmm. you know, say it beautifully. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, okay. So, what's so, the big deal with that?
1: I think, I think a lot of people, and I've heard this, especially in the modern age, in the kind of church age that we're in, that uh, we as humans are relational beings Mm -hmm. in a way that that's like built in our DNA. That's in a way that, you know, we reflect our creator. These, these are like very innate things. We're relational beings. And I think in a very similar way that is shared with the, with the sense of creativity. I think we are creative beings. I think there's like a, a kind of sacredness around creativity because it's, I think, I mean, comes directly from like the ultimate instance of creation. It's in a way that we reflect one of the most divine things about The reality in which we live. Does that sound convoluted enough?
0: (laughs) I think that sounds wonderful. Um, Because, I mean, that does, that comes back to this whole idea that as human beings, we reflect Mm -hmm. the image of God. Yeah, yeah, And God is a creative being. Exactly. You know, he, I mean, everything that is beautiful about the world, he had a hand in. Mm -hmm. And we reflect him well when we create yeah, that,
1: that was beautiful. a much more beautiful way of saying what I just said. <laughs> That's why you get paid to speak, and I do not.
0: So, knowing that, uh-huh. um, movies are kind of a big deal for us when it comes to expressing that creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why in particular, do you think our society so enjoys movies um, as a particular medium of creativity? Because we've kind of... You know, back in the day, I say like you know, it was hmm. like ages ago or whatever. Um, but you know, reading was mm-hmm. one of the that, that was that was what you did instead was of watching in vogue. A movie. That was how you know you read. Oh uh, yeah, you read you know in the a dark, dark novel. ages. Yes, you you know you, you read Jane Austen's novels yeah. instead of going to see you know every I mean, Nicholas I Sparks movie ever. Well, I went know. to see the
1: Nicolas Cage movies.
0: Oh yes, Nicholas Cage. Shout Quartz. out to Nick Cage, <laughs> a national treasure indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, but nowadays, it's movies have kind of that's the the mass marketed, um, mass consumed yes. kind of form of that that creative art. That's that story storytelling. Why, why? Why do you think I, that is? I
1: think there are probably a multitude of reasons, but I think it ticks a lot of boxes. It stimulates like a multitude of senses all in one experience. So you mm. get the auditory stimulation visual. Um, and a, like a big one is emotional. and and that's right. something you can experience in music and in literature. Um but you're getting kind of assaulted on all fronts here. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, uh, I think advantage to the experience. I think it's able to like accommodate um, you on all these different planes, right. So you get to experience these narratives um, on a really emotional level. Um, in a mental level, you get to watch it unfold. You're there. You're a good movie, I think, a really good experience. Um, Has like an unrivaled sense of immersion, and it brings you into that experience. You experience it with the characters. You're in that struggle with them, and it almost becomes like this shared trauma (laughs) with a fictional character. But that creates uh, something really beautiful, I think. And it kind of it can teach us something about life. It can it can teach us something about ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's really inventive and really beautiful. And again, why I think creativity is I I don't know. There's this very sacred place for that, and I think. This is a a spot where that really shows,
0: yeah, um, and I think something else that interests me on while we're on the broad topic of movies um is that going to the movie theater mm. is one of the last like remnants of community events uh that is still kind of widely practiced, and what I mean by that is you know we live in an age where um you could you know you could sit at home and be on your phone. You know, and you could—I mean—you can have groceries delivered to your house now. You can have—you know—I mean—got Amazon Prime, all these great things, and uh, uh, that—that aspect of community, that Mm -hmm. relational aspect of human beings that you touched on right there at the beginning. um, That you know that it's become easier to get away from that. But when you go to like a movie theater, not only are you experiencing this art, this story, Mm -hmm. this uh, this great. You know, this, this shared trauma, I thought that was, like, a wonderful descriptor. <laughs> um, but you're experiencing that with other people. Yeah. And, like, you have a shared experience that, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, holler out to all the, the folks that uh, went and saw all the Star Wars premieres because... Uh, I became best <laughs> friends with all those people you know what I mean yes, That's a, there's yes, a community yes. aspect to it
1: does that. Add a, it, it adds an entirely different dimension in fact I went to a movie myself last night by myself um, the theater was, was pretty much empty as well right because it had been after a while it was like my second viewing so you know I have a problem <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, you know it's very isolating, and in some ways, there's something great about that. There's something good to be said for the experience in in all of its forms. But something like that allows me to completely engage and lock myself in that moment. But what you lose is what you're describing about those Star Wars premieres. There is there's a shared celebration and camaraderie in that in that room. that's really beautiful, I think. And and even if it's not the case, even if it's not a packed house, going with your buds, right? Leaving that theater. I don't leave that theater without, like, like intense discussion about what we just witnessed. It's like, yeah. it really enlivens that experience and, mm-hmm. in a really exciting way. Like, it kind of gets me going just to, just to kind of unpack what we just saw together.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, on, even on a social level, this medium of art unites mm. us, and it gives yeah. us a, another reason to share a moment together, yeah. which is pretty, I think that's pretty cool. So, that's that's kind of covering the big overarching, uh, topics on, you know, uh, movies and creativity. Now, as Christians, um, you know, I, I think we have a very unique scenario where, um, part of our calling, um, is to, you know, there's, there are countless podcasts and books on this, so we're not going to delve into this too much, but, you know, we're, we're called to engage, you know, with culture, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, when Jesus prayed for his disciples in John seventeen, he didn't pray that they would leave the world. he said he'd he prayed that they would be as they were in the world they'd be kept by God they'd be kept by the Father. Um, so there's this element where um, part of our calling is to engage with the culture that we live in mm-hmm. um, for the sake of Christ and the sake of advancing the gospel um, so what I would like. To discuss with you is uh, how how do we thoughtfully engage with with movies and cinema? Because I think that becomes uh, it can become something very easily where we just we go watch a movie or even a TV show and we just kind of tune out. Like the brain goes off, and uh, we're we're just kind of mindlessly watching. I mean, how do how do we thoughtfully engage with movies as art um, as as Christians? What's what are the, what are the mechanics of even more than theologically, I mm-hmm. guess I'm asking a functional question. Like, how do, you, how do you just engage with art?
1: I love that you've put me as the guru of this question. Because <laughs> we're going to have a lot of disappointed listeners. But I, I, I will set this up in a way like this from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guarantee you that, that description of, like, you just turn your brain off and mindlessly consume it. That was definitely me for, a, you know, a large part of my life. And I it didn't really take advantage of the theater, like, in an active capacity. Um, and there it really wasn't a great deal of value in it for me. It was like, well, I guess I'll see the next part of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you know, like really sort of. Yeah.
0: Some of us really like Pirates of the Caribbean, Ethan.
1: The first one was golden. I love it. <laughs> um, but just, you know, as an example, in... Um, I kind of bought into franchises, and that's that's what got me in the seat. And that, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a very rich experience, um, but like slowly but surely, I became more obsessed with film. Um, so that's my charge to you, listeners: <laughs> please just get obsessed with film. Um, no, but that is that is really the thing. I just kind of immersed myself more in that, um, talked about it in like engaged online. What are people saying about it? Um, with friends, you know, just kind of uh, essentially analyzing the content
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um knowing more about what goes into the movie um not not necessarily from a technical perspective but like the background of why it exists you know like why they remade this film or why it's important or the fact that let's uh let's take a a recent release a quiet place for example just going to hit like one little fact we have this family where the lead actors are John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, right? And yes. they play this married couple. What do you know? They're married in real life. <sighs> and and honestly, I did not know that going in when I saw it for the first time, that uh-huh. is. Um, and when I heard that, it it I mean, it blew my mind, but it also had, added such an emotional, like uh, re- there was, it was just so rewarding. It mm-hmm. kind of to, it added this uh, another layer of of depth to that experience, and and I think that really kind of helps me is celebrate the experience of going to the theater, and it helps me appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying, um, yeah. because I, I think art appreciation is not just it's. I will say it's not just loving film. It's not just saying isn't that neat and here are some fun facts. It's also criticism. Um, and it's sometimes being like hard on it for the sake of loving art. Like I love this film, but here are three things that like that are not good, mm-hmm. you know, like being very honest with yourself because I mean, who do you have to impress? like that's not the point. You're engaging with art because of what it is and because of it, you know, its importance. so. There's appreciation to be had. There's recognition to offer, but there's also criticism to point out, and things that can be better, or or ways in which the kind of the mold was broken and something really beautiful and new was achieved.
0: Yeah, and because I mean, some of what I'm hearing is you know, m- movies and art they become a uh, a reflection of um, not just maybe the person who was responsible for making it, but it becomes. It can become a reflection of a society, of a culture, um, and uh, you you want to make sure that's reflected well. Um, here's maybe a question for you: What are you looking for? Like when you when you go to a movie and you're trying to engage with it in a way that's not just passive, but you're actively thinking, like, "Oh, what does this say about our our culture? What does this say about..." Um, You know the the filmmaker. What does it say about Mm -hmm. society? Um, What what are you looking for?
1: Just out of an experience that I want to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, well, there. This goes very technical in some ways, and it goes very um, thematic in others. I think one thing that is very easy for me to appreciate, and honestly, easy for a lot of people to appreciate, is is really quality cinematography. And I know that's a very technical thing to point out, um, but it helps elevate the experience in a lot of ways. Honestly, it's it's. Um, It presents the story to you in a visually appealing way, in a very attractive way, in perhaps a very smart and clever way, um, maybe mathematically or technically. It makes it easy to appreciate. It Mm -hmm. it sets you up for success by just being uh, a high-quality experience placed in front of you. So that is something that's easy to appreciate. But also, uh, what I do like is I want to feel something. Mm -hmm. And I almost don't want to know that going in. I I don't want the answers going in. I don't want to know what's going to happen. I don't want... I don't want it to be spoiled. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I want to. I want to go in that theater with minimal expectations. I kind of want to be left in the dark as much as possible, and then, and then watch this experience unfold. And you know, like I said, almost experience it with these characters that, if done well, I probably Mm -hmm. uh, now love and and you know have a have this kind of come this perceived camaraderie with. Yeah. But I want to feel something, mm-hmm. you know I wanted to kind of pull something out of myself um, that feels profound and and honestly, I know this sounds very like pretentious, but it like kind of makes me want to be more than I am or be mm-hmm. a better person. And when that happens, I mean it's rare, but it's it has such weight it's very yeah. it's almost it's almost jarring um mm-hmm. to experience a moment like that that kind of I, it kind of calls to the soul in a way, yeah. which sounds very, very flowery and poetic. <laughs> <laughs> but it, um, I don't know, it's gripping. It's it's emotional in a way that is very uh, tangible.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, even think that shows us something that's true about the way God has designed life. In that, like, in life, he doesn't give us all of the answers right up front. Um, I mean, because he's the, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't want to, I think you can go a hokey direction with this and you're not careful. But, I mean, he is, he's the first storyteller. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. I mean... He doesn't give us all of the we, – we have everything we need to know for um, a life of godliness and for salvation. That's Second Peter 1. Um, but we don't have a lot of the other answers. Um, and we're, we're kind of experiencing it as we go and interpreting it through the lens of what God has told us. And uh, it seems like a really good movie, a really good piece of art mm-hmm. reflects that in such a way yes, that yes. – uh, it changes you. Like you understand something more about yourself. Um, it doesn't have to give you all the answers. Right. In a way that is
1: very real. Like yeah. that is very real.
0: Yeah. And uh, and that even I think contrary to maybe popular belief even reflects something about the way God has designed life right mm. now as we're living it. Um, he hasn't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think we, th- we might think that that would satisfy us if we had all those details worked out. But um, Chances, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't,
1: you know. Chances are it would, uh, it yeah. Would not it would not be satisfying. Yeah,
0: and I think a good movie, good art, part of the way that that works in our lives, in our hearts, in society is that it reflects something of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that's, um, I think that's why one of the one of the reasons why good art and good cinema are important for us. Um, so here's here's one more technical question for you because I'm the good kind of the,
1: much better it. at the technical.
0: <laughs> How would you classify the different forms of cinema and movies, and, and how does that change the way we engage with them? Like, what's the difference between a movie like, uh, you know, Hurricane Heist hmm. uh, versus a movie like, um, you know, even A Quiet Place or, or um, Hostiles Bird. or, yeah, Lady Bird? Um, movies like that. Um, and ha- what's, what's the difference between those, and, and how, do we, how does that change how we engage with them thoughtfully,
1: I think um, when you when you kind of bring up something like Hurricane Heist, sorry to all you Hurricane Heist fans. Um, I think my my impression is that you have movies like this that are that are almost made for you to turn your brain off, mm-hmm. um, which is like, oh, man, that to me is like so disappointing. It's like it's for me it's like undermining the experience. Here's a movie made for you to like not appreciate on mm-hmm. a deeper level, um, and in contrast, you have these movies that. Uh, they don't want to give you an easy way out. They don't. This is not. A, they don't want to give you a passive experience. It's not a cheap. I mean, I'm sure Hurricane Heist was not cheap to make. I'm sure it was a very expensive yeah. film, um, with like many, many hurricane and heist effects. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's I. It it lacks a certain, I think, depth that I was describing earlier. I don't think it's going to (laughs) – this is speculation. But I don't think it's going to emotionally transport me to this gripping place that teaches me something about myself or or life at large or the human struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to teach me how to, like, speak with a really low, gravelly voice and (laughs) rob a hurricane. (laughs) Rob a hurricane. That's what it's about, right? (laughs) Um, But then you have, you know – in contrast, you have these movies, like, I'm going to list off some of my favorites right now. I'm going to plug them all. Lady Bird, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. No, I'm not going to keep going on. I have, like, 14 <laughs> on this list. But, like, but yeah. you know, these movies, uh, they, they do kind of access this thing. And and I will say, it, it, on that same note, they're not necessarily the most popular. Right. There's a huge demographic, which is, you know, it's a little disappointing, that, like, they they make movies, turn your brain off movies, like Rob a Hurricane. Um because cause you're going to get like a large demographic who does just want to like walk away from their job and sit in a chair like not thinking, maybe even fall asleep in the movie. Yeah. Like, they're not going to engage in that, so it's disappointing. Um, it's, I don't know, it's like letting a quesadilla go stale. Like,
0: <laughs> that is the most accurate it's so disappointing. analogy I've ever heard in my life. Thank
1: you. I knew it would respond. I love quesadillas. Um, <laughs> but... Okay in contrast like back to the question, the contrast here that you get these movies right that yep. I like I described that really kind of bring something um to the table and I think that is very precious. I think that is very like I said I think it's I think it's even sacred in what it does yeah. and being like non-religious content or non-theological content, I think it still is very um real and truthful in what right. it does yeah um which is why I think it has the kind of this uh like deep quality to it
0: yeah I mean that's even. Paul, when he you know, when he goes and preaches to the uh Athenians, he quotes Greek poets because yeah. he realized these this this art has truth in it. Like the best art yeah, yeah, yeah. always does. There's
1: like there's like innate value kind of built into that, you know. Yeah. At least I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh I do think that's something that uh we uh you know, we don't uh, we don't have time to get into the uh the finer details of the, uh, the mm. film industry and, uh, you know, Christian, you know, quote unquote Christian movies. Um, Yikes. but, um, I, I do think that, um, it is something that's important yeah you know, for Christians, um, for all people. Um, but even especially, I think for Christians that as we're, you know, figuring out how to, um, how to live, you know, in whatever place God has us. And as we're trying to think through how to thoughtfully engage with our neighbors and, I mean, how to, you know, I think some of this comes down to how to love our neighbor as ourself. Hmm. Um,
1: oh, no, that's very true. You know? That's very true. Yeah. Um, I. Th- why did I just derail you? No. Okay, like, I think something I've noticed uh, lately in film is, like, when you build out these characters um, who, like, you're ready to hate them. You're ready to say, okay, they're just a stock character villain, right? Yeah. And then they humanize the character. mm and that just like wrecks your world. Like I can't hate them anymore. They're like me.
0: Yeah. They're like Whoa. the flawed Plot me. The, oh man.
1: <laughs> and that's that's so frustrating, but like so good. Yeah. Because I think, like you said, it does. It teaches us something, mm-hmm. and it, I think it does. It kind of enables us to uh, maybe take a second look at at the way we operate, the way we think, the way we kind of are ready to make these snap judgments, um, and say like, "Whoa, that yeah, you kind of you kind of wrong, man." That's that's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, it makes yeah. you take a second look at what's going on because right. like you said, I think it, it's, it at least stands a chance to helping us love our neighbor, uh, more honestly and, yeah. uh, more efficiently. I yeah. Guess.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think a, a good movie helps you do that, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get down to it, it's not just something that you enjoyed for yeah. enjoyment and sake. And it's, like,
1: it's not even necessarily that the director's like, oh, I can't wait to make them love their neighbor more. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guarantee you that's not on their mind. It wouldn't even be on my mind, right? But I think, like, it's more of a, I'm going to make an authentic character. Mm-hmm. A real gritty, troubled, complex, you know... Off the rails, but maybe a little bit lovable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real. Yeah, and hopefully that, like, that's you find a bit of yourself in that. I think, like I right. said, that's when that happens. You got something really beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, thank you for uh, having this conversation with no, me shucks. and uh, helping uh, helping us talk through uh, why uh, why art and specifically why movies uh, why they're important. And uh, especially as we're heading into Blockbuster season, and lots Mm -hmm. of us are going to be going to the movies. So uh, take this conversation with you. Share it with your friends. Uh, A little plug here. Uh, Movie Pass? Y'all ever heard of Movie Pass? I don't know if I'm actually legally allowed to do this. Not a sponsor. (laughs) They are not. I'm just saying. But you can be. Listen, you know, Movie Pass, $10 a month, one movie a day. I'm just trying to be your friend here. Yeah, good luck, because it could be hard to get, but boys are worth it. Yeah, go see. You get a movie a day. Like. Uh, date night has never been easier for Never me and been my cheaper. Wife. It's yeah. free. Yeah, it's awesome. No, hey, Ethan, thank you uh, for joining us and uh, thank you for the conversation. And uh, we look forward to hearing back from you all. Don't forget, you can submit questions to podcast at horizonschurch.net and maybe we'll take your question and it'll show up on the podcast.
1: And if you really love Hurricane Heist, uh, I would like you to email somebody else.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks, guys.